Welcome to Science on the Other Side with Fern Rone. I'm your host, Fern Rone, and this is the place to share stories of signs and messages received from the other side. Today, I am joined by David Dinoteris, nationally known motivational speaker, radio host, and world champion athlete. He was named Outstanding Speaker of the Year by the New York City Chapter of the National Speakers Association. He is a two-time international and three-time national powerlifting champion. He is also an author, husband, father, brother, friend of my brother, originally from my hometown of Belleville, New Jersey, now living in Pennsylvania. He travels across the country far and wide, giving motivational speeches to numerous corporations, including Verizon, Prudential, PSENG, and NASA. He also happens to be blind, born with the rare eye disorder, retinitis pigmentosa, Doctors had a grim outlook and advised the Dino Terrace family to place David in an institution, but the doctors did not know who they were dealing with, and today David runs his company, Sky's the Limit Communications, with the tagline, No Sight, Great Vision. Hi, David. I'm so thrilled that we're doing this. It is a privilege to be with you today. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So I discovered you when my brother shared one of your videos on Facebook, and I really liked it, so I liked your page, and... Then my news feed, you know, every day I would get these daily motivational reminders, and they often came with um, my favorite thing, like a great rhyme or an alliteration, um, which I can't resist. And some of my favorites include, um, I'm going to tattle on the battle. It did not come to beat you or defeat you. Don't just go through it, but grow through it, which is awesome. And success is no hocus pocus. It's focus, focus, focus on joy. Were you always... um, positive or were you a happy kid oh that you know what i i i that's such a great question i really always was i i always knew from when i was growing up that and i don't know how i knew it but if instinctively but i always knew that if you didn't have peace you didn't have anything and mm-hmm. so I, I always, you know, tried to have um, a really good sense of humor. I, I you know, I'm, I'm the six of six kids. And, mm-hmm. you know, I always kind of used humor to, you know, break the ice or break some, you know, tense situations. And I, I've just always enjoyed, you know, being positive and I always love trying to encourage people and I, I love bringing people together and helping people believe that they can, you know, put their mind to something and they can do it. So, yeah, I, I yeah. as long as I can remember, I, I've always <laughs> leaned towards positive. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I was born um, a warrior. <laughs> like, I just feel like I remember having anxiety my whole life and I have to fight through it and, and, listening to people like you and, and um, looking for science and reading inspirational stories helps me, you know, a lot of other things too. Um, I've been managing it my whole life, but I think people are just born a certain way. And if you're born like me, it helps to, to follow people like you, because I think like you're a lot like my husband, like it, it, it sounds that it seems like it comes naturally. Are your kids, are they the type that were like kind of just born happy? My, my wife, Marianne, is my uh, my son David is is that way. 
Yes, absolutely. You know, mm. we we really enjoy each other and we love we love laughing and I think mm -hmm. sometimes we might even be not, you know, serious enough sometimes. <laughs> we always we, we always laugh at funerals. Oh, that's it. <laughs> the worst place to be laughing i think sometimes <laughs> but you know uh yeah. you know we always try to you know i'm a firm believer that that things turn out the best for people who make the best of the way things turn out mm -hmm. and so you you know always looking for always looking for the bright side always looking for you know there's got to there's got to be there's got to be something good about this and Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've tried to teach my kids that and, you know, it doesn't work all the time, yeah. but it, it, it's yeah. certainly <laughs> a better way to approach things, you know, when, you know, when you laugh, the world laughs with you and you, when you cry, you cry alone. And I, I, yeah. I think I really took that to heart. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's very true. And your, um, so your parents, um, they clearly didn't listen to the doctors, thankfully, um, and your mom, Joan, was famous for saying, don't sweat the small stuff and you can fix anything with food, which I firmly also believe and agree with. So were they, um, were your parents telling you from the beginning, um, you can do anything? Yeah, you know, um, mm -hmm. my dad, you know, and, and, and my parents, they, they didn't have advanced degrees like, you know, mm -hmm a lot of people, a lot of your listeners, um, you know, my dad would say, um, I don't have a, a college degree, but I do have a library card and I use it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you that. know, and he, and he, you know, he, he was always, always looking for strategies. I remember, Fern, I remember one day he said to me, you know, David, anybody could figure out all the things that you as a blind person can't do, but you've got to spend your time figuring out all the things you can do. Mm -hmm. And so like, that was just like, oh, you know, just, you know, it's, uh, he told me it's not a skill set, it's a mindset. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that was, you know, interesting. It was like the mindset yeah. of like, you know, figure out what you can do. And, yep. and, and that's just, things things it just it just makes things go better when you focus on your ability not your disability or you know not your disability but the possibilities right and that's a great way to flip it instead of focusing on the things you can't do that perhaps other people are doing you should be focusing on all of the things that that you can do like you said and it um and we only have so much time in the day, so it's better to be filled with focusing on the positive and focusing on all the things you want to accomplish versus lamenting the things that perhaps and you can't do. and being yes and being grateful like yes. it's so important like you know like well right I, I I can't see but you know there's lots of things that I can do so if you want to focus on all the things you can't do it's approaching things from a, a deficiency mindset but when you you know you count your what you know what are you going to count your blessings or your problems your, you know your obstacles or your opportunities so I, I I've just always tried to do my best doesn't always work everybody knows that but I really do my best to to count mm -hmm. my blessings and to you know and and keep a, a gratitude journal 
And, Mm -hmm. you know, because when you do get discouraged, it's nice to be able to look back and say, wow, you know, you know, I have amazing family and friends and opportunities Mm -hmm. and I get to do cool things like be on podcasts or Mm -hmm. help stretch imaginations. So, Mm -hmm. you know, just keeping a, a gratitude journal and, you know, I mean, certainly I've been through challenges and I, you know, I've experienced, you know, setbacks and, 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 and betrayals and disappointments mm-hmm. um, and disasters even. But, you know, when you approach it from the, you know, things turn out the best for people who make the best way things turn out, like what's good about this? There's gotta be, mm-hmm. there's gotta be something good here. There's gotta be something good here. There's gotta be a sign. There's got to be a, there's got to be something that I can take from this. Like nothing just happens. Nothing just happens. Everything happens for a reason. And so if we can come at it from, you know, everything happens for a reason and everything happens in a season, then, you know, we, we, I think we could approach it from the, all right, so nothing just happens. Nothing just happens. There, there, There are, there are no mistakes you know, maybe I made a mis- maybe, maybe I made a mistake, but you know, I, I can learn from that too. Uh, my mother would say it's either a blessing or a lesson, but either way you should win. Right. I love that. It sounds like your mom, um, she had great, you, you, it sounds like you get her, your, um, your great phrases, a lot of them from her. She sounds like she was quite poetic. <laughs> she, she was, she just, you know, she loved to learn and she loved her family and she, she, you know, she, she'd fight for her kids and, you know, she taught me to fight for myself and to believe in myself. And, you know, she was just an amazing person and, you know, she was the kindest, strongest person I ever knew. Oh, Yeah. And she probably made you feel, well, I, I know she made you always feel like, as moms do and as she did, that it's going to be okay. Um, and after she passed, she um, sent you a sign, and everyone, it, it sounds like everyone um, sitting on the yeah. desk that day felt it. Oh, my, oh, my God. It was, um, yeah, I, I was I was in Florida uh, at a conference when my mother died. And so I had to, you know, jump on a plane and come home and uh, came home and it was a horrible flight home. And just the plane ride wasn't bad. I was just in a bad place, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so, we, you know, I was living um, in in Hershey, Pennsylvania. That's where we live. Mm-hmm. And my, my family, my mom was in uh, living in Verona. So we, you know, we had the 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 funeral, the and um, and then we all went back to my mom's house, and we were just there, and just you know, my brothers and sisters, and we're all just sitting on the back deck, and you know, my mother just, you know, she had a, she loved, she loved uh, feeding the birds, and she loved, uh, you know, she had a big backyard, and there was lots of rabbits and squirrels and all that, and so we were just sitting there, and then. Um, and then I think it was my son said, look, and we were on deck and it was just on the, on the, the corner of the deck, you know, Mm -hmm. was a, was a red Robin and she loved Robins. (laughs) And, 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 you know, it was just like, 
you know, everyone was just silent. Everyone was just silent, you know. And and um, my sister said, um, "That's just mom letting us know that she's okay." Yep. That she's okay. And so, for an everyone, well, I don't know everyone. At least three people took pictures of that robin. Oh, I got it. Oh, I got it. Oh, I got it. And they took pictures of that robin on their on their iPhones. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, that robin didn't show up on any of those pictures. Isn't that crazy? I I have heard millions of these stories, and I love every one of them. And and I don't think I've ever heard this one. This is amazing. And I, you know, I don't know why. I I, I wonder, like, you know, just her playing one more good little <laughs> practical joke on us or just her, you know, saying, you know, uh, don't take it. Don't take a picture of me. Go take a picture of the grandkids, <laughs> you know. You know I she, love it. You know, so she, um, so that was just like. That's incredible. So and for three different people yep. that have taken them. And the iPhone, which is pretty good. Um, yep. It's not like, you know, phones from the 80s or 90s. Um, no. And, yeah, that it didn't show up is incredible. I think there's some symbolism there in that, um, like, you can't see me, but I'm still here. Yep. Yeah. Or, Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So that was – it really made me, like – like just because, yeah, you're right. Just because you can't see me, doesn't mean I'm not there. Mhm. Incredible. So that was that was really, uh, you know, like, and I'm glad my kids got to see it too, because mm-hmm. they were like, they were a part of the, the magic. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I love it. But I can, and you know. Yeah. <laughs> There have been other just, stories. <laughs> yeah, just other other stories, um, other stories that you know. Um, sometimes you get signs, and sometimes people, you know, speak to you, and you know you've you're getting a sign, like from from you know someone, and mm-hmm. I remember Fern. It was um, 1993, so a brief, you know, what is that, 26 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I had just, you know, I had graduated college in 1992, and um, my dad had died uh, in 1985 uh, from a brain tumor. And he was the health inspector. Yes, Mm ma'am. And he was the health inspector in uh, Montclair, New Jersey, mm-hmm. um, 11 miles west of New York City. Mm-hmm. And um, and he died. And, uh, you know, my mom, you know, did her best to help me figure it out, help her blind mm-hmm. son figure, figure this out. And I attended East Stroudsburg University in Pennsylvania. And uh, I graduated mm-hmm. in 92. And my mom had moved from Belleville, where we grew up, you mm-hmm. grew up, mm-hmm. and um, she moved to Verona, 
um, with my Aunt Rose. They bought a house together in Verona. Aww. Aww. So it was ni- yep, so it was 1993. And I, you know, and I was living at home. I was working in East Orange at the time. Okay. And uh, and then um, one of our friends, um, who you know probably, um, Vince Trupia, mm-hmm. said, yeah. to me, said to me, hey, you want to get an apartment? And I said, yeah, you know, I'm working and, you know, I, I was living away for, you know, four years and, you know, then moving back in with your mom isn't very exciting. <laughs> and um, and so uh, I said, yeah, you know, I said, where are you looking? He, he's a, he was working in New York and I was working in, in, in Orange. So uh, he said, well, you know, he's been looking at Hoboken and Jersey City and Weehawken, Montclair. And I'm like, yeah, you know, so we started looking at apartments, you know, you know, we looked in Hoboken, it was too expensive and Jersey City was too busy. And we found this apartment in Montclair. And I thought that was really cool. You know, like, I wasn't in Montclair a lot, you know, but I, mm-hmm. I was in Montclair a few times because my dad had worked there. And right. I thought, and wow, that's like that's... a, yeah, it's a town that you always heard about. Like that's where my dad works. Yeah. You know, and so he yeah. worked there from 1952 <clears throat> to 1985 oh, as wow. the health inspector, you know, for 33 years. And so, you know, I, I, you know, so Vince and I, we got an apartment. But friend, I noticed um, after about three months that, um, I'd never leave the apartment alone because I didn't use a white cane mm-hmm. and I, I never would travel, you know, by myself. And I became a prisoner, mm-hmm. a prisoner. I was a prisoner to my thoughts and I was mm-hmm. a prisoner in that apartment. You know, sometimes, wow. you, you know, you're, yeah. you, I don't think I could do this. I can't, you know, I, unless I come with someone who could see, I, and I made all these excuses and I wouldn't use a cane. So one day I decided that it was a big, beautiful day. And I said, you know, I just, I just got to open up my cane and walk to the corner. You know, if I could just walk to the corner, like I'll get a little success. So I opened up my cane. I, I started walking to the corner and like what I encounter, I, I encountered some cars sticking out of the driveways and I encountered some broken sidewalks and stuff. And, you know, the big oak trees were pushing up the, the sidewalks. Finally, I got to the corner and I'm like, oh, thank God. You know, I can just turn around. But yeah. I'm like, you know what? You know, there's a I know from walking around with Vince and walking around with Marianne, who was my girlfriend at the time and now my wife, mm-hmm. that you know, that they would tell me what was around and like, they would tell me, Oh, you know, that there's a, you know, that there's a, a dry cleaners and there is a suit makers and there is uh, a delicatessen and there is a, a watch, uh, repair, uh, you know, a jewelry store. Mary's always telling me about the jewelry store. By the way. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and then there's a barbershop. I said, you know, I want to see, I wonder if I could find that barbershop. So I'm like, I, I'm going to, I don't know. It, 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 I, it, I think it really was divine intervention because I was standing on the corner and I remember I had my hand on my wallet and I was looking down to the right thinking, I know it's down that way, but I wonder if I could find it. And so I'm like, oh, I'm just going to give it a shot. I'm just going to give it a shot. And this is, be, this is 1993. This is before cell phones. Mm-hmm. or Right. 
And I'm like, did you have to cross any streets? I did, and and yeah. and that's that's interesting because, you know, when I was walking with, you know, Marianne or Vince, like, I didn't even realize that there were little streets to cross because I was mm. just holding onto their arm and following. Right. So like, I really wasn't because I wasn't using a cane, you know, and I'm just following them, holding onto their right. elbow. So I'm now I'm walking, and I'm like, wow, you know, like. Oh, I guess I'm crossing this little street and I'm listening. There's no cars coming across the street. And I get to this little row of stores and then I'm like, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know where this barber shop is. And I finally hear like a, a, a door open from one of the other stores. And I said, excuse me, can you tell me where the barber shop is? And the guy said, oh yeah, it's a few stores down. He says, as a matter of fact, the door is open. I said, awesome. So I walked a little further and I started hearing this buzzing sound. And then I'm like, wow, I think this is it. And I, you know, and then I, I stood in the doorway and I was able to, you know, smell this powdery smell you smell in a barber shop. I knew I was in the right spot. And the barber said, son, you want your haircut? I said, yes, I do. He says, okay, when I'm done here, you're next. I said, great. And I sat down waiting for the guy to be done. And then, uh, and then I, you know, I heard him, I said, I, you know, that he was finished with the one customer. I heard the, the ding on the cash register and the one guy paid and the barber said, son, you're next. So he's a little, a little Italian man, Frank. And he said, uh, <laughs> so he started, so, you know, I sat down in the chair, he puts the, the smock on me and he starts cutting my hair. I like to tell people, he didn't ask me how I wanted my hair cut, but that's a different story. <laughs> you know, he might've figured I didn't know, or who knows what he was thinking. And he said to me, son, he said, a son, How'd you go blind? And I said, well, I said, I have a rare eye condition, retinitis pigmentosa, and it's a progressive disorder. I was diagnosed with it when I was four, and I went totally blind when I was 19. And, um, you know, I, and, and uh, that's what happened. And he, he kept cutting my hair, and he said, that's a nice. Uh, I'm like, that's nice? I, you know, <laughs> I, okay, you know, that's nice. And then he said, uh, what, what's your name? And I said, uh, David, David Dino Tarras. And he stopped cutting my hair. And he spun the chair around. And he said to me, Dante was your father. Aww. I said, you knew my father? He said, son, I cut your dad's hair for 30 years. And he told me that he had a blind son. And boy, was he proud of you. Oh. And I'm like, he told you about me? Son, he told me that you had a big heart and you'd never give up. Wow. And I was oh my God. floored. I was floored. My dad told me about told me you know he told us how we felt about us he told yeah. us he loved us every day mm -hmm. but to meet this guy mm -hmm. incredible to, on the on the day that you decided to take the leap on the day that you decided to be brave you were met by someone who you know these coincidences happen so um often i feel like on significant days or like you know it's it's more than a coincidence yes. of all days it's like Amazing. leap and the net will appear leap mm -hmm. and the net will appear and he said you know and he said 
like he said, he told me you had a big heart and you'd never give up. Oh. And, you know, wow. though, you know, though, I, I, I don't ever remember him saying that to me. Yeah, yeah. You know? But, like, he, huh. those words, those words have yes. pushed me through many difficult times. And How so, incredible. you know, so like for your listeners, like, I don't know what they're going through right now. I don't know what mishap or setback or, or, or challenge that they're, they're experiencing, but you know, you, you gotta know that, you know, you know, you gotta feel the fear sometimes and do it anyway. And, and, mm-hmm. and knowing that you, you, you know, if you just, you know, you show up. And you don't give up, but mm-hmm. you try it, and, and and great things will happen. Great things. Will, and I left that barbershop. I'll just leave it on this for that. I left that day with a boatload of emotions. You know, I was happy mm-hmm. to to meet this guy who knew my dad, but I was really upset about something mm-hmm. too, and and I couldn't figure out what it was. But then it occurred to me, all the other places I didn't go, and all the other experiences I didn't have. And all the other people I didn't meet because I was stubborn and I wouldn't face my fears. And mm-hmm. once I faced my fears, that, then that allowed me to tap my potential. And so right. now I get to travel you know, all over the country, schools and companies and organizations and associations. And, and you know, I, I like to put a handle on that message for people, yeah. you know, that Sometimes you got to leap and the net will appear. And, 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 you know, sometimes you, you'll, you know, when you show up, a sign is going to show up too. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah. know, you just gotta, gotta be open to look for them. Do you remember the first time you flew alone? Were you scared? Oh, um, you know, um, I do. And um, I remember, I remember getting off the plane and saying, okay, God, uh, I'm going to need some help with this one. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting off the plane, and I'm walking. And I can honestly tell you, Fern, I've taken planes and trains and traveled all over. And people, like, just show up to help. Mm-hmm. I've never, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, Albert Einstein said, the most important question you may ever answer is do you live in a friendly or hostile universe? Mm-hmm. And I live in a friendly universe where people want to help. Right. And so I remember getting off the plane and just just started just started walking. And you know, I wasn't exactly sure where to go. And someone just shows up and said, Sir, um, may I help you? You know, may I give you any directions? It happens every time, Fern. I've never oh, been nice. disappointed. I've never yeah. been disappointed. Yeah, there are more good people. Absolutely. People want to help. Yeah, mm-hmm. they it really is a do. Universe. Yeah. Yep. And you, I think it's amazing that you went away to school because we come from a town where not a lot of kids go um, to four-year colleges. A lot, not like a lot of kids leave and go to go away to school, but. Did anyone try to discourage? I mean, I could see people maybe thinking that they were, you know, out of the good, you know, coming from a good place in their heart saying, like, 
Are you sure you want to go away to college? But but you did. Yes. Um, absolutely, Fern, people, there were people who, um, you know, said that, you know, I, 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 that this wasn't a good idea. And blind people didn't go to college to, to get degrees in communications and marketing. And, and, you know, and, uh, I remember sharing that with my mom. I said, mom, one of the counselors uh, from the commission for the blind told me that, you know, blind people didn't go to college to get degrees like that. And, you know, if I, I, I you know, I, I should get a degree and be a teacher or a social worker because that's the only jobs that blind people can get. And my mother said, well, you know better than that, David. You don't have mm-hmm. to listen to them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she she didn't, you know, she didn't put up a big fuss or fight. She just mm-hmm. said, you know, oh, oh, come on, David. You, you know, don't don't listen to that. Don't listen to that. Don't listen to the naysayers or the, you know, the liars, the haters and the exaggerators. You know, you don't have to listen <laughs> to them. You know, li- you know, listen to listen to this, you know you could do whatever you want. You just got to figure out how. Mm-hmm. And um, right. so that's a message that my dad taught me when I was eight mm-hmm. years old. And, you know, like, and, and when I was eight years old, my dad called me on the phone. He said, David, when I come home from work today, I'm going to teach you how to play catch. And I, I knew I couldn't, see a, I knew I couldn't see a baseball or a football or a basketball, but my mm-hmm. father, like other possibility thinkers, like great teachers, coaches, mentors, role models, my father mm-hmm. focused on my ability. Well, I knew I couldn't see it, you know, I knew I couldn't see, but my dad knew that all I could see is, you know, really contrast light on dark and dark on light. And uh-huh. that day he brought home a beach ball and he brought me home. <laughs> the, yeah. He, we went awesome. in the backyard. He brought me, went in the backyard and he hit this beach ball up in the air. And I was able to see the red and the yellow and the blue and the green against the light blue sky. And I was able to catch the ball. My father said, David, you stop right there. I said, yeah, dad. He said, I'm not teaching you how to play catch. I'm teaching you that you can do whatever you want. You just got to spend your time figuring out how. Love and it. that's exactly what my it. mother. I was going to add, I was going to, this leads perfectly to my, to the other um, thing I learned during my research that not many people have a children's book based on them, but you do. Um, right. Keep Your Ear on the Ball by Genevieve Petrillo, who I'm Ms. guessing Petrillo. is Ms. Petrillo. Yeah. She um, was my fourth grade of, teacher. So sweet. It's the story of a boy named Davy who is blind and his classmates always want to help him hold the door for him or get things for him, but he's very self-sufficient. He always says, no, 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 I can do it. Yep. Um, I love this so much. Did she um, come to you and say, you know, I, I have this idea for a book. Do you mind if yep. I... <laughs> she had written, she had, she had written, she had, I, she, it was so funny. She had, um, she had written uh she had written an article for scholastic magazine and uh and then she had it was uh, a publisher from Toll, them someone from Tollhouse publishing called her up and they said we love this you know article <laughs> and that you you've written you know would you be interested in in developing a children's book out of it and she had called me up and said well, you know are you okay with this and i'm like Absolutely. And, you know, for Miss Petrillo, you know, she taught me, you know, she she would, you know, during gym class, like we, you know, in Belleville, we didn't have a lot of grassy fields, right? You know, right. during gym <laughs> class, we, we played on the blacktop with, you know, painted mm-hmm. yellow bases on the blacktop. And, yeah. and, you know, during gym class, like I, 
most of the time I'd really just sit on the side. And Mrs. Mm-hmm. Petrillo, I think it was her first year. She was a first year teacher. And she didn't want me to sit on the side. And she said, Dave, I want you to fit in, not sit out. And I'm going to figure out a way that you could play. And I said, okay. So during, we would play softball and, and she would bounce the ball up to the plate and on the blacktop one, two, and on the third bounce, you can hit it. And one, two, and I was able to hear the ball bouncing and I was able to swing and hit the ball and someone would call my name and I'd run the first and I'd run the second and I was able to play, you That's know, awesome. Miss, you know, and she, she would make, you know, she would say to the class, all right, everyone be quiet, everyone quiet. Okay. All right, David, keep your ear on the ball. I and, love it. And then, you know, just years later, you know, there it is. And, you know, just another possibility thinker. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. God bless yeah. you, Patrillo. That's awesome. So grateful Your children for have a copy of that book. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, they they've they've brought it in so many times to their Aww. show and tell and they've, you know, um read the book at show and tell and then sometimes I was able to come in and read the read the Braille version you know, for show and tell. And I, you know, I think I was the show and tell, but that was fine, <laughs> you know, but you know, like, you know, it, it, it's nice when, you know, your kids are proud of you. Yeah, that's great. And so your son, so I know you're, you have a son in college, you have two daughters too. Your son, um, did he want to, he didn't go to East Stroudsburg. He chose another school, but um, when you went to East Stroudsburg, did you have, um, did you already know Braille or did you have, um, did, like I know you always say access equals success. So did you choose that school because they had um, access for you? No, um, I I went there because I knew that I, I loved the communication from our mass communication class mm-hmm. that, yeah. you know, we had with Marilyn McCabe. Yeah, and, that was awesome. And, that, you know, that was just such a great class. A great and program. I just, mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed that. And then, you know, I, I went and, you know, I, I was accepted in, in Rutgers and Montclair and, um, you know, and, but, you know, when I went to visit, they were, they were fun and nice and all, but mm-hmm. Dr. Joe Ashcroft, he was the head of the communications department at ESU. And, you know, he just really, you know, took my mom and I and got, you know, really, you know, really encouraged us and, you know, he said, Dave, you know, we've never had a blind student here, um, but oh. we'll do what, whatever we have to do to help, you know, help you have a successful experience. And I said, okay. And, you know, on the ride home, my mom said, I think that, uh, I think that, you know, that's where you should go because they, they want you. Yeah. And, and they're so and, willing and open to, that's awesome. And so that's, that's how it all that's how it all played out, you know, and I had some other friends, uh, Patty Nardone, Patricia Nardone, and, mm-hmm. uh, who was going there and, 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 you know, some other people from Belleville I knew were, you know, going uh-huh. up there too and, and who were already there. And, and, um, so it was just, you know, a really, you know, it was a small campus. It was easy for me mm-hmm. to get around where, you know, like Rutgers was going to involve buses and, right. you know, like, Back to before, like I wasn't 
you know, I didn't have the, the best mobility skills and travel mm-hmm. skills. So that, that scared the daylights out of me, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, being able to walk to all the buildings, there's only 66,000 students. Mm-hmm. So it was just, you know, it was a small school and, um, you know, I, I love the way it felt and I made some mm-hmm. of the best friends in the world there and it's where I met my wife. And Aww. so it's, uh, it's been a, a huge. It was a, it was a huge blessing, and I I love going back there, and I love encouraging uh, people who are there as well. So your son goes to Scranton, which is another great school. Is he close to graduating, or he's? Uh, David, uh, is, uh, this is his ending his uh, sophomore year. Oh, okay. So he's and he's athlete. yep. And then Mary Kate is uh, a senior in high school, and she's going to be attending University of Scranton herself. Oh, nice. Nice. So, That's a great school too. Um, and and what uh, tips do you have for your son? I know you work with a lot of young people who are graduating and looking for yes. work. So what what tips do you have, or what's your number one piece of advice? Piece of my number one piece <laughs> of advice. It's a hard mm, question because you have a lot of good advice. I do. Um, I would say that um, do what you do what you love. Do what you love. Um, us, you know, you know, we're gonna we're gonna work uh, probably at least a third of our lives. You know, we're gonna spend at work. You know, eight hours a day, and so you you gotta love what you're doing and and mm-hmm. and and be enthusiastic. Nothing great was ever accomplished without enthusiasm, mm. and so you know, being excited about you know what you're doing and what you're working on and be of service to others is so important, you know, being, a, you know, being, being a good servant and, mm-hmm. you know, helping, helping as many people as you can. I, I, I love to, you know, I, I love to encourage because I love being encouraged and life's an echo. We mm-hmm. get what we give. So I love mm-hmm. to give encouragement and I love to stretch imaginations and raise expectations and, and, and improve opportunities for people. And this, I would think, you know, work on being the best that you can be, because if mm-hmm. you can be the best that you can be, then you can help everyone around you be the best that they can be. So just always work on being the best that you can be. Mm-hmm. Great advice. All of your advice is great. And you have um, the ebook version of your book that you wrote, Feeling Your Way Through Life, is coming out. Yes, it, it, it'll be okay. it'll be out in uh, it will be out in uh, in May. So we're excited about okay. that, and um, that's um, uh, something I just I just love you know working on writing and and just you know the stories about growing up and the 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 obstacles that I had to overcome and the people who who helped me and you know when and then and 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 it really started out Fern as like you know, the gratitude journal, you know, of, mm-hmm. you know, all the experience I've had and the people have helped me and, and the, 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 the struggles and, and, and then, you know, how did you, how did you overcome that? And so mm-hmm. that's, you know, the, you know, that's how I approached it. And so I just, I just love, like you, I love sharing stories. I love hearing mm-hmm. stories. Like what is a story? A story is something told in the present about the past that'll help in the future. And mm-hmm. so 
I just love, you know, sharing stories in the present about the past. And, you know, hopefully we'll be able to put a handle on some concepts for people that'll help them in the future. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I can't wait to read it. I'm so excited. I'll be okay. telling everyone. And um, if everyone listening wants to find you, they can go to daviddinotaris.com. Absolutely. And, and I'll put it in the show notes. And we we have our uh, we have a, a Facebook page, and uh, we're on LinkedIn and Twitter and on YouTube. So I love to, you know, continue to encourage your 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 listening audience. Absolutely, and I'll put all of those links and handles in the show notes. And I can't thank you enough. You are so inspiring and so wonderful and cool. And Aww. I know Joan is um is smiling as she hears this and Doctor. I hope sure. I, I I hope they're having a I hope they are and and um you know I, they're having I've been, a good time. <laughs> I hope they're having a good time where where, where they are and uh, and uh, I'm very blessed to um, just be able to to share with you and I'm very grateful that you'd uh, you know think I could add value to your to your listeners because I know that that's really important. So thank you so much for this opportunity, Fern. Of course. Thank you so much. Have a great night. You too. Thank you. And to everyone listening, you can find me on all social media at Fern Rone. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Sweet dreams.